Hello and welcome to the Legend of the Five Rings Court Game LCG Podcast. My name is Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikito Onimaru. I have today with me my co-host. I am Zar Agus, the Haughty Magistrate. And coming in from the Lionlands to explain to me what the dealio is, we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello, this is uh, Thomas van der Berg, also known as Akuriyama. Oh, so that's why we have a kitty litter in the room today? <laughs> well, we, we had a bird box, but it caught on fire. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, Thomas, tell the people a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do for the community. Uh, well, I've been a big uh, CG and LCG player since, well, uh, LCG since day one. I've done the CG for about three years, and I've basically only played line. I've done the RPG, taking part in Windy Court 4 and 5, um, hanging out in the RPG channels from time to time, asking bad questions. And in terms of the community, I help uh, you guys with filler episodes, and I'm a, a moderator on the Discord. Go, go, go. So if anyone can explain to me how Lion is theoretically supposed to work, you be a prime candidate. I still don't think there's any help for me, but... We'll see how that goes. Uh, but before we get into things, uh, Sar, how's your week? It's been pretty good, you know. Um, we, I, I generated a lot of obscene pictures over the weekend. I mean, it was like it, it was an abomination, a crime against humanity. Um, things like that should not be allowed to happen. Really, it it should not be allowed to happen. We're we about to see some like, haughty magistrate pictures spread on TMZ this weekend. You know. Um, well, yeah. The haughty magistrate is now the naughty magistrate. Funny story about that. We'll talk uh -oh. later. Um, but <laughs> basically, okay. So uh, the joke is, it it, it was it's actually draft. Um, but basically, somebody allowed me to draft both Bayushi Shoujus. Um, they also allowed me to draft Hidden Moon Dojo, uh, Secret Cash, Hit uh, City of the Open Hand. They also let me draft what you guys didn't see in that picture. They also let me draft. Um, all three court games and all three for shames. Mm. So don't let your opponents have consistency when drafting folks. That's all I got to say. That, that just sounds like a very pleasant game to be in. I have to say, you so know, I always hate draft. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I was telling people. I mean, some people try to hate draft, but I mean, I just thought that, you know, people wanted court games and for shames. I mean, there was two cranes, two people drafting crane, and I thought that, you know, first James were going to be taken, but no. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, moving right along, we have our upcoming <clears throat> events. Uh, LVO is right upon us. You're getting ready to go to that thing pretty soon, aren't you? Yeah, that's um, going to be not this coming weekend, but the team tournament at LVO. That's going to be on the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. And uh, so Friday's going to be the team event. Uh, get two of your buddies together and uh, take on another team. Uh, Saturday's going to be day one of the main event. Uh, Sunday is going to be day two as well as draft. Okay. So by the time our listeners are hearing this, you are going to be in Las Vegas judging people. I guess we should say it's like from the... Was it the 24th to the 26th? Yeah, 24th to the 26th. I mean, like, as people are listening to this, the, knowing the dates isn't going to do any good because, like, if you're hearing this and you're not in Las Vegas, guess what? You missed it. Well, there, 
Is there still time? You could get some last-minute flights to go to Vegas. You'll miss the team tournament, but hey, you'll still be able to get to the main event. Yeah, but no one who listens to this is going to hear that message, except for maybe Tom. Hey, Thomas, do you want to go to LVO? I would like to, except it's a cross-ocean flight of like 12 hours. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. I've done I've done L.A. to Singapore. It's nothing. You could do it. But you it. see, Sar, our one potential ticket <laughs> can't make it, so. <laughs> <laughs> but as anyone was listening to this, uh, tune in on Discord, and I'm sure we'll have a number of news reports coming in there so we can follow things as they're going on. And I encourage everybody to contact Sar on Twitter and just keep spamming him with all kinds of gibberish while he's trying to judge the event. Uh, sure, um, because I am always on Twitter when I'm judging events. <laughs> um, something that more listeners might be able to get to is the next upcoming uh, event is a Kotai in Fort Worth, Texas, that is going to be on February from the 6th through the 9th. So it's right around the corner, uh, but you still have chances to make it out to Texas and figure some things out before, presumably before the next Clan Wars box comes out, right? That should be out before. It, Clan Wars is not going to be legal for Fort Worth. I, I, I doubt it. It's uh, It would have to be released uh, 11 days. 11 days should be... Um... On the 29th, uh, 29th, yeah, 29th, and now that they, FFG has moved all the release dates to Friday, it would have to be released on the 24th, so next Friday, in order for it to be legal. So we will know next week if Clan War is legal in Fort Worth. I'm putting my money on no, but we'll see. Things are... Yeah, I mean, we could always, <laughs> we could always take bets in, uh, you know... I'm really, uh, we'll be in Vegas. We can always take bets. Wait. Gambling's legal there. You can add in a uh, small plug myself on the 9th oh, of February. We're actually going to have a Grand Championship uh, Netherlands on uh, February 9th. A whole Grand Championship in one day. Hope hope you took Monday off. Monday off. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, depending on how many people you have, that could... You could do that. I mean, there was a grand championship. Oh, a grand championship. Never mind. I was thinking elemental champ. Nope. Yeah. Wow. Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting me know about that. I honestly was not aware that uh, we had a grand championships uh, put it, or scheduled. I must have missed something. You should you should hang out in the uh, grand championship channel more often. I often spend spend. There's a grand there. championship channel. Yeah, yes. there is. Why don't I know these things? Oh my god, I'm the worst L5R person. <laughs> yeah, I knew about it. I mean, I've been spamming things in there. Podcast over. Clearly, I'm the most incapable host there's ever been. No. No. Oh, oh, this one. It's the oh, it's the one that you guys keep changing as in between all the uh, events. Or no, yeah, it's you, you, it's you, just grand championship. Oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> the ones that keep changing are the Kotai ones. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, when I hop on Discord, usually it's I check my message, and then I hop in the podcast planning room, and then I head hang over in Crane Chat, and I just be catty for a little while, and then I log off. <laughs> oh. Mm. So for to get into the meat of the discussion, we have uh, two things. As I said, we've brought Thomas in here to discuss where the lion is 
meta is at the moment. Before we do that, we got some great news from Fantasy Flight. We're one of the few communities to get some great news from Fantasy Flight. But, let, you know, let's count our blessings while we have them. We got some new cards. Yeah, they're um, they're they're great. So do you guys want to just jump in and start at the top? But we don't, you know, there's only what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of them. Sure, we can read them all. Normally, we don't read them all, but might as well. It's a small number. What you got for us first? All right. So first is uh, going to be Seven Stings Keep. This is uh, a Scorpion Clan stronghold. It has plus two um, province strengths. It has the castle trait and interrupt. When you declare a conflict, choose a number greater than zero and bow the stronghold. Your opponent declares defenders for this conflict, then declares the conflict, choosing attackers, rings, conflict types, and province. You must declare a number of attacker equal to the number you choose. It has 10 starting honor, 7 uh, starting fate, and 10 influence. Okay, okay. This looks like a neat uh, stronghold for Scorpion because they need more strongholds. I think it's fine. Um, I, I think it's weaker than City of the Open Hand, but I mean, in something I mean, for something to be is... for something to be better than City of the Open Hand, it would have to be the Tadaka equivalent of strongholds. Yeah, it'd be ridiculously busted. To do it. But um, I think old five R players will also recognize that this is uh, basically old five R Calvary. So, so then yeah. why is it not purple? Because Unicorn can't have nice things, because Scorpion uh, keeps calling in favors. I mean, it doesn't fit with Unicorn's themes now. I mean, could you imagine how busted it would be if Unicorn gets to declare attackers after you declare defenders? I mean, I think it'd be... I, You know what? I can't imagine, because I believe I've played for decades <laughs> with that kind of environment <laughs> in the reality, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I, I was the one that. Uh, no, no, no. You go ahead and declare defenders first. Oh, that province is undefended. Okay, I'll go there then. <laughs> can I imagine th this thing having a purple border? I can imagine that crap vividly. <laughs> but then you get to the last two, and then they freaking drop the ball on <laughs> it really hard. Yeah. No, it's like unicorn really like can. Unicorn can hammer provinces very hard, but uh, in the old game, um, like early provinces, very hard. But like the last, like two provinces, it's like usually. Uh, well, I actually got to play the game now. Okay, <laughs> what are you saying, Thomas? Do we want to mention some uh, neat stuff with how this stronghold works? Oh yeah, go ahead. So, uh, important thing: this is a, a number with covert because defenders are declared first. And covert only happens when you choose an attacker, so too bad for all the covert tech. Uh, but good news, everyone. If your opponent defends with a dash mill or dash ball character, you get to choose uh, military or political, and they go home bout. Yep, they do. So the clan that has the most uh, covert and the most dash bodies gets this stronghold. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a thing. Because you can get to world's final with, with a black box. <laughs> We've seen this, yes. Well, well, you know, unicorn. I mean, actually, I think the clan with the most covert is dragon. Well, I don't know what the exact numbers. There's, there's an issue of like how much covert's actually being run. Like 
dragon. We say dragon because tattooed wanderer. Um, I think Mitsu. Crane gets a lot of it because of a uh, political rival, and then everyone's got like a couple of their jobs. Suichi's always in there, getting mixing things up. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, Seven Things Keep mm. for me. Um, I enjoy it in theory. I just think it's completely wasted in Scorpion. I think almost any other clan in the entire game would love to have this. And for Scorpion, it's nice, but it's not as good as uh, City of Open Hand. And I'm not necessarily sure if it's even better than um, uh, Kyun Bayushi. So, um, oh no. I, I think this is actually better than KB. Okay. I can see an argument for it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Sightment, uh, uh, there's three clans tied with most covers. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Uh, Crab? No, wait. Crab has... Crab has the most, actually, because they've got four cards you... Four unique... Uh, four different cards you can run with coverts. Hmm. While uh, Dragon technically has four, but, but two of those... No. Uh, new Mitsu only can't be available covered. Right, so it's crab has okay. the most. Yep. So Scorpion gets okay. an anti crab card. That, that's something they needed. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, um, speaking of crab, the next card we're going to talk about is Shinsei's Last Hope. It is a crab clan province, crab clan unique province. And it has three province strength. The village trait, it has the eminent keyword. Um, and reminder, that means this province starts the game face up and cannot be turned face down. It cannot be a stronghold province. Each character played from this province costs two less to play and enters play dishonored. It is both an earth and water province. So it could fill either one of those slots in your province row. Okay, more of those dual bug provinces. So, cool. Yep, um, I have lots to say about this, but before that, what do you guys think? Um, off the top of my head, I think this is very good for the nascent Krabbits theme. Um, Crab tends to run zero glory bodies, so the Dishonor isn't that much of a hit. Uh, you throw some of that, uh, that um, what's that new card that makes everything cheaper? Something, something, duty, something. Those are served. Oh, um, 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 oh, God. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I, I was completely wrong and corrected myself. Um, so, yeah, you can get some uh, pretty cheap things coming out of here. Um, that and That's almost all I have to say. I, uh, I think it's as bad if you in an, in an environment with cra uh, or a scorpion and crane. I don't know how many how much dishonor you want to pre put on your people, especially since one of crab's weaknesses is even though they're one of their big victory conditions is dishonor they can't gain honor very quickly so i wonder how long it, is, it takes until dishonoring themselves uh catches up to them in the long run yeah, yeah. i agree with that like um i don't think it's going to be a card free kravitz deck because the kravitz deck runs a lot of uh one costers and you don't really want to fade them so if you run a, a lot of those those who serve you already get free characters basically and if you have a lot of no faith characters entering play dishonored, that is a big risk you're taking. I do think it's going to be a, a staple card for any tower or mid range crab deck because getting a Borderlands Defender uh, for one fate, a Kisada for free fate, uh, does a lot. And a lot of those characters have almost no glory. So you're not hurting yourself in the conflicts. 
I think the most used element is going to be use water. Because with Earth, you either run upholding authority or defend yeah. the wall. Oh, there's yeah. almost no. No, I, I, I think provinces. I. I <laughs> well, I mean, Midnight Revels. That's water, right? That's water, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Midnight Revels. But no, um, I think I agree with Thomas. I think um, mid range deck is going to love this card because let's just think. Let's, I mean, I mean, Tower deck is going to love this card because let's just think what can you buy with the two fate you're saving? Right. I mean, that's two watch commanders. That's two spy glasses. Um, J Tetsubo cost two or one. I can't remember. Two. two, two, two. Yeah. That's a J Tetsubo. So, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, and you really don't care if a character gets this honor or not. You could always make it up with the fan or Katana or whatever. And you're towering anyway. And a, uh, a lucky, uh, um, what's the word? A lucky, uh, shameful display hit. And, it's like you didn't even pay the cost. So I think Crab's going to run this. I think they're going to... And I agree, it's probably going to take up the water slot, but I don't think they're going to miss uh, Midnight Rebels all that much either. No, because if you're running the tower deck, you're running the five, five costers anyway because you're getting a two-fate discount, uh, hopefully. Right. Yeah, two-fate is oh. pretty good. I just wonder, you know, with I Can Swim and Noble Sacrifice and a bunch of other cards that killed dishonored people running around uh i wonder how much of a liability that's going to be like how much is two fate worth uh we'll see i think it needs testing yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah there you go all right so the next card, card is card. a card that um phoenix apparently absolutely needs and i completely wholeheartedly agree that phoenix needs more of these types of cards so tyler if you're listening Print more of these types of cards. Well, they just got all their cards it's banned, a... so they just need more cards like Hard Stop. <laughs> well, okay, so it's Inspired Visionary. It's a one-cost Phoenix Clan character. It's one military, one political, one glory. It has the Shugenja and Air trait, and it also has the reaction. Spend the fa uh, After the Fate Phase begins, bow this character and choose an attachment. Shuffle that attachment into its owner's conflict deck. That player draws one card. Yeah, uh, let me say, your character's going away. I go ahead and bow this. Take that cloud that I put on it back into my deck and draw a card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's it's just a good good card. Are we going to ignore the fact mm -hmm. that this is basically own. an airbender from Avatar, the last airbender? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. he just so, doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't have the arrow on his head. I think that was copyright issues with Nickelodeon or something. <laughs> but yeah, I I guess this I don't think you're gonna replace the Mia Mystic foe in in your decks. Because um, what, what? Actually, I think I will <laughs> because I think this thing serves that that purpose. It may it may not be you know like immediately, but this guy is just a little bit more flexible. But I think what I think this guy will replace though I think is actually he's going to replace either Suki or uh, Adept of Waves. Yep, totally fair. One cost cheaper. It, it's a it's a body if you need it, and it does a very good thing. Yeah. Without needing to do anything else. Yeah, and I mean Phoenix is back on that Echo Bird um, heroine, so you know, and this is a one for one one, which could easily become a six six. Yeah, this card could have been a blank text box, and it would have been playable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. one and one 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 across the board. board yeah, is a, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, Supernatural Storm is a card. 
Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, unfortunately? Because <laughs> I've lost many a game to it and stuff. Well, fortunately, people have to pay for it now, so maybe it takes the sting Can't off a little bit. Can't you just use your... Can't you just, you know, squawk incessantly at your opponent and then cancel their event? Sure, but then they just play it again because KI was busted. But I guess I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, still, you still do. You just throw away, like, bent and start or something. I, play, I, I got well, a few games in with uh, against Phoenix uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, boy, I can tell you it is like night and day in that matchup. I'm not, they, they still have a lot of powerful tools. They're not garbage tier right now. But I'm no longer just, like, randomly losing the game halfway through just because they flipped one of their 37 super busted cards anymore. Yeah. Well, that's like fair. The big, biggest he headache guess. right now is you still got Corey Mori on the box, and you're still one uh, pacifism away from having that one get slapped on you. But uh, much better matchup and stuff. As for, like, I uh, I like seeing more attachment hate in the environment. It's just something that we need more tools of. Um, like, right now in my deck, I'm running Dragon Splash with only three copies of Let Go. And that's all That's all the cards I want. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. And it's too staple to there. turn down yeah. right now, so. Yeah, I, li I like this kind of at attachment removal because it's, um, it's multi-use. Like, if your opponent isn't running attachments but you are, you can use it on yourself. Um, it's not... Uh, it's reasonably costed. Like, if, if you're keeping it uh, unbowed, you're not doing anything else with him. Which, um, no conflicts or, the, or you have to do watering as your last conflict to uh, make him re uh, be ready again. So I, I like these kinds of of effects. Like, I think this is a good designed card. Yeah, I think so too. And oh, there's always against the waves too. Or, you know, send him in for a political conflict and clarity of purpose him if, you know, clarity yeah, of purpose is the last you're, conflict. You're paying, but then at least you're paying a, a cost for it. Like you're yeah. paying the, a card and a one fate for the clarity of purpose. You're paying the one fate for against the waves. But I mean, okay, and I know one one uh, glory is doesn't seem all that much, but if you're tied on rings, that's the favor right there. So I mean, I yep. don't know. I think I think um, it, it becomes a matter of how badly do I want that cloud of mind back in my hand or in my back in my deck, right? And how badly is one glory going to affect the um, the honor? Um, sorry, the favor swing. Is it going to lock favor or is it going to you know get me to favor? Yeah. Much like the esteemed tea house in Crane, it, the the ability to just pick up a card and just put it back into someone's either hand or deck is very useful <clears> because <throat> if you're up against a, uh, a clan like some versions of Lion, um, where they don't play any attachments, well, this it doesn't become a dead card because you could always just recur your own cards, which is, there's value there. Um, being one, he is vulnerable to being assassinated, um, but... And he only gets his ability off at the uh, fate phase. So as kind of a mirror to this card, right next to it, we have Disciples of Shinsei. Uh, two, co two fate costs, two military, two uh, political, zero glory, monk brotherhood. Interrupt. When this character leaves play, choose an attachment. Discard it. Very similar to Inspired Visionary. Um, but one, it's not unique or not clan loyal. Uh, two operates in just a different way. So if someone wants this sort of effect in any clan, yeah, here's Disciple of Shinsei giving you that option right there. Yeah, and there's one uh, important difference for two clans, let's say, 
that makes this a pretty good character, and that's uh, Dragon and, well, basically anyone that splashes Scorpion for Miyako. Yeah, this is true. Um, is it, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's it's a, it's a bit of attachment control, I guess, in Scorpion. Um, definitely in Scorpion, they can use this instead of Mia Mystic. I think it's better stat. It's better statted than Mia Mystic, isn't it? Mia Mystic is yes, a 1-1. Yeah, this is a 2-2. Two, two, and it basically does the same thing. Yeah, except it's um, Mia Mystic is a instant effect and this is a least play effect. A least play effect, but like you said, Miyako is a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, for as some people have already said in, in on the Discord, this is going to be a great card for Scorpion because he's neutral, which is great for uh, Miyako targets. But and I, I guess Dragon, right? It's a monk. Yeah, Dragon. Know. Dragon likes yeah. monks. I, w- <laughs> I wonder if he has a home in Crab because with Crab's sacrifice theme, they could put g- greater control over when the Disciple of Shinsei ability goes off. Well, I could actually see it. it. Well, Sorry. If, but uh, sorry, I could see it, but you know, you got to they they have to have the pieces on the board, right? Well, for crab sacrifice, the Mia Mystic is better because the Mia Mystic's text says sacrifice this character. It's it's its own sack outlet. Okay. Right. Which is uh yeah, which is important because then you could target if your opponent doesn't have any attachments, but you're running like ornate fans or, or some random attachments, you can target your own attachments to sacrifice the Mia Mystic and get its effect off. Which is great for stuff like Broker. Well, bottom line, I think any clan that needs a little bit more attachment hate um, has some options now. So yep. that's good. That's always good in the game. Right. I'm still kind of... At first that yeah. was weird. I was like, I didn't like the prevalence of attachments and attachment hate being a weird part of this game. I would prefer, like, oh, if, I, if I spend money on my attachment, I want to keep my attachment. And they started making attachments that are just, like, oppressively bad in the game. Like, well, I, I need a tool to take care of these things. So now I'm for attachment hate. Destroy all the attachments. It'll, it'll be great. Uh, next up, we get into some more of the spicy choices from this pack. Uh, first up, let's look at uh, Twilight Rider. Uh, three fate cost, three military, one political, one glory. Bushy Cavalry Scout. Rally. So this is the first character we've seen with a rally trait on there, which, as a reminder, is after this card is revealed in a province, add the top card of your dynasty deck to the province face up. Uh, reaction. After this character moves to a conflict, choose a character, ready that character. This is fun. This is fun. Um, it would require it does the character that you're readying doesn't have to be in the conflict, mm. so it could be you know that Shono that you committed to attack and you move this guy in to defend, and you ready, um, Shono. Mm. Um, I could see this. I don't know who this guy's going to replace because all my three costs in unicorn is pretty solid right now, like. Tetsuko makes the her um, her tax effect is just too good, and uh, Moto Outrider is also too good. Move him in and ready him. He doesn't need anyone else. Yeah, With, especially in Unitron, Golden Plane Outpost is a thing. I could I don't know. I could see this guy. It's just my problem is the one political. I this guy's gonna be policy debated to death. Is one really going to hurt him that much? I mean, imagine if it's uh, this leads a little bit more towards a bit of a towery build. So 
It does. I don't think you're going to see but this in Unicorn you, Swarm too much. No, but if you no. think of um, if you think um, Unicorn Tower, well, all actually, the stats are going in military. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I do think he's he's got a place in in the Unicorn Swarm deck because he's a body with rally. Well, there you go. This is That's true. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, the the difference I, for the decks I'm seeing with the uh, that. Uh, the unit, Unitron, Unicron, whatever you want to call it, Dex. Uh, people have been discussing, like, it's either him or Moto Outrider. And I think Twilight Rider is going to get the choice over Moto Outrider because of Rally. And because uh, you can ready any character. And it, uh, Moto Rider is also only during uh, military conflicts. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely and play him over Moto Rider, that's for sure. I mean, it's not a very easy choice, but, you know, these are also purple cards, so who who cares about these things? <laughs> I just realized that, so I just realized that it's only military conflict, so, yeah. Okay, you know, this guy replaces Motor Outrider. <laughs> uh, moving along, so we get to the other one, uh, the spiciest card in this pack. We're going to save that one for last. No, let's skip that for last, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let. I mean, next. You, you're, you're you're talking about the dragon card, right? The which card? We're talking about the goose now. We're going next. <laughs> yeah, the, next the dragon card. Next card. We're going to talk about the goose. This is. We're going to talk about the goose. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and that is all there is to say about so, the goose card. Because right, so, <laughs> that's all that's worth mentioning. Traveling philosopher. Okay, free fates, two military, free political, two glory, monk trait. Interrupt when this character leaves play. Choose an unbroken province you control. Turn the province face down. Like there's there's nothing that can save this card except the art. Uh, the art, yeah, the goose. We we've all. I mean, other podcasts has established that the traveling philosopher is the goose. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just what uh, it's too expensive. The stats are okay. The glory is a big point against it because it's not crane so that means two glory is like a big silver bullet against it uh, so yeah and there's just not enough r- provinces that activate on reveal that are worth sliding this character into play that are so powerful it's like oh I'm gonna flip this thing over and like I guess my opponent's just gonna forget about it and not go there again <laughs> right here's, I mean here's an interesting question if this character said enters play would have would have been uh not good at least but it would have been okay i mean that's kitsuki yaruma and he doesn't see play but, but yaruma is not a uh, yaruma is, isn't a monk yaruma's not a monk that's um okay here here's what if miramoto's fury is off gets off the restricted list then yes i would actually see i would think this guy sees play and actually the, the if, the, if the, it wasn't the card that the article mentions right here miramoto's fury yeah no uh if, if it actually no if, even if miramoto's fury leaves the rl like tomorrow i don't think this guy this uh traveling philosopher is gonna see play because it's leave play and we dragon don't want to wait that long right mm-hmm. um but if it actually says enters play then i think she will, uh, the goose will see play. I mean, there's just so many things that are wrong with this. Like, first off, we have the three fate. I'm not investing three fate into something that I want to die. Um, or if they do die, then they better be bringing a lot more to the table than what this is. Two, this is going to require me to play a lot more provinces that are on reveal, which the provinces that trigger on reveal 
other than the fact that the inherent problem of they only work once, they're just not valuable. And then have a whole like province row predicated on one single dynasty card. It just does not add up whatsoever. So he never has a yeah. time or a place oh. where he's useful. Nope. Bad goose. Well, Go away, goose. Yeah. Speaking of another bad goose. Hey, what? Um, whoa, 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 got... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> yeah, speaking of bad goose, um, highlight the flaws. It's a one-cost Crane Clan event, fire roll only. When the effects of a province uh, trigger ability would initiate, cancel those events. Those effects. It, it, it's it's very Sorry. meh. It's is it? Well, it's a one-cost Pathfinder's Blade that you can, that it's one-cost Pathfinder's Blade, essentially. Which you can't which you can't let go. Yeah, which you can't let go, but it's um. And it's fire roll only. Crane, I don't think Crane well, would want to run fire anymore, even though they did select it at Worlds 2018. Well, that. Well, let, let's ignore fi fire roll only for a sec. Is is it worth one fate and a card to, um, for a Pathfinder's plate you can pay you can play from hand, like against upholding authority, against silly stuff like abandoning honor, maybe ban a uh, midnight travels you didn't see coming. Cancelling a province effect is pretty strong, but only on specific provinces. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I maybe I'll maybe as a one of this is goes in the deck, but I just don't see it as being a three of. Let me put it this it way: aside, like, let alone the fact that it's fire roll only, and I absolutely would not choose this over void or pretty much anything. Or like, I'm not choosing fire for this. And also, if I did choose fire for something other reason and stuff, I might not even add this in as a, oh, you know, I've got the fire roll. Let me just throw this in here just because. And it's highlighted by the fact that we don't play Cautious Scout. Um, there's no provinces in the game right now worth warping my deck to counter against. Like just the, the, the most worrying one right now is Cory Mori. That's about it. Yeah. I don't care about any oh, well, other well, event or any other okay. uh, province in the game enough to put a deck really? in there. I name one. I can't think of anything right now. Shameful display. Shameful display. And that's upholding authority. Yeah. I mean, Resto? I mean, these are all even now after it's been eroded. No, honestly, like don't get me wrong; those are like powerful. Consorting? Uh Definitely no. Uh, these are useful provinces. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad provinces, but enough for me to drastically change my game plan or change the deck composition in any way and stuff. No, not really. I mean, uh, upholding authority, I have a lot of degree of uh, when I can trigger that one. Like, sure, I'm just going to walk into it and something's going to hit me right now, but it's only grabbing like a couple of cards. It's not really that big of a detriment. Um uh, shameful display thanks to Q and Kikita and stuff I can like it mostly just turns into like my opponent gets honored like unless you're Scorpion I'm not getting dishonored out of that so I don't really care um, no provinces just aren't like uh. that like we're not in the days of hey I flipped restoration of balance or hey I flipped um, um, what do you call it uh, feast or famine before I got nerfed and stuff like my game is over now if I don't do anything right now the biggest thing I'm worried about right now is Cory Moore and stuff and honestly unless they have pacifism out 
that can be mitigated. Okay. Well, the only thing is, like, I, I mean, okay, well, are we, so it's probably not going to get run crap. I'm sorry, Crane. But do you think it's going to be splashed in other clans? Like, I think we all saw how Pathfinder Blades was, it wasn't, it wasn't a crab card. It was a dragon card, mm. right? Now, um, how would highlight the flaws? Would you think that you know clans like Unicorn would run it? Uh, I do think so, just because there are some clans out there that just get seriously hosed. Uh, like, well, Thomas, you're here for the Lion perspective. How is Lion doing in political conflicts? Because it seems like if uh, you run into a rally of the cause or something else that turns the conflict political, suddenly Lion's having a really bad day. Honestly, it really depends on the kind of deck yeah. you're running. Like, there there are decks that run the, a lot of the Dash military characters, which would love this yeah. kind of card. Um, but uh, especially the commander decks, which have decent uh, glory stats, reasonably uh, spread uh, uh, political, like uh, Kitsumoto is a free free with two glory. If you can manage to keep him honored, that, that's a 5 5. You, it, political isn't that bad anymore for Lion. Honestly, there are some decks that run almost only courtiers that can do better in political than in military. Okay. Based on, based on character stats. I've uh, to take the conversation back to Corey Mori. I've seen Lion and Unicorn primarily just come up against Corey Mori. Like, oh, I've broken four or uh, three provinces, and now I just cannot. It is physically impossible for me to uh, break the stronghold because they're going to switch it to political sooner or later, and then I can do nothing. Well, the thing is, Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix is running Corey Mori anymore. I honestly have no most idea. Phoenix, We're still in like most, jank land. It, it's it, it's 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 consumed by five fires. Yeah, it's consumed by five fires, because we still need that's Phoenix's only reliable way of dealing with towers. And Toshimoko, he's on the RL, but you know what? We still need to get rid of him ASAP. Yeah, there's still definitely Kranz playing Toshimoko. <laughs> that's for sure. Yep. All right. So I'm fine, uh, I'm fine with that. Please do. <laughs> So, uh, last card here. Um, I think this is the spiciest of the cards, which uh, generates the most conversations I've seen so far. Uh, Dispatch to Nowhere. One cost Scorpion Clan event. Action. Choose a character with no fate. Discard it. That's pretty simple. Uh, important note, Dynasty events. Oh, yes. Dynasty event. It is a Dynasty event very with no Very influence. important to say that. Yeah. Yep, so... You so, but, a Dynasty event can only be played during the Dynasty action window. Mm -hmm. um, this is very good. Like, the, unless your opponent is playing zero-cost characters, you're always getting even value or upticking in value. Yeah. I mean... Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's like it forces players... It forces, um, it forces um, your opponent to put fate even on two-cost characters. Yeah. I don't know if I'm putting yep. fate on a two-cost character to avoid the dispatch to nowhere. I'm too busy worried about when my three or my four or my five-cost character is going to get to that round where they actually have zero fate on them, but they still have a bunch of attachments. And this thing is just, you know, I would doubt a scorpion to just have this thing sitting in a province uh, waiting for it to go off. It also kind of forces you to put more fate on a character on those three four cost mm. characters yeah. you know because here's the thing fate rust and death still exists oh yeah yep uh so does the void rings 
<laughs> so yeah, the, the question is like, is, no debate, is this a really, really good card? Absolutely and stuff. The debate seems to come into of why is Scorpion, Scorpion need of it? all things, when we have <laughs> uh, so many clans that are like desperate for halfway decent cards for for a clan that always hit, like has so many good cards, they hit, get hit with a restricted list every single time around the playground. Um, they just keep getting more and more things of this nature. Heck, they even got two previews of saying, uh, Thomas, you're here for the line perspective. How do you feel about all the line cards previewed in this pack today? We haven't seen none, thanks. <laughs> well, you can blame the... <laughs> sorry, we haven't seen... You can blame, the, you can blame the Scorpion for that because your lion spoiler just got dispatched to nowhere. Well, no, wait, yeah. you could play You could play Disciple to Shinsei. That's neutral. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather play the VMA stick, to be fair. So, yeah, okay. Uh, discard. There's counterplay to it outside of uh, cancels like Censure, Voice of Honor, or Forged Edict. Uh, there exists there is a actual window in the Fate phase which is used for more things than uh, playing Waves of Crab or Earth Becomes Sky. So, uh, one thing I've seen people complain about a lot about is you can't uh, put Reprieve on your character before it goes off. You do the turn before. Mm -hmm. Finger of Jade also works against this. Yeah. Uh, point point is now though, if are you playing Finger of Jade or Reprieve? I mean, Finger of Jade, I'd recommend two X, kinda, just a good card. I mean, I think it's a very well designed card because there is a lot of counterplay to it, and there is a lot. You know, it has an interesting dynamic to the game just by existing the problem becomes where like this is a very powerful yet reasonable card in a faction that already has like a bunch of like very powerful and somewhat unreasonable cards as well you know if this was a dragon card or if this was a lion card it'd be like you know what that's cute they could use a little something like this this gives us some, a, a new dynamic and now it's like with Scorpion, it's like, oh, wow, I've got to deal with all of Scorpion's crap and this now? Well, okay. How many how many kill effects do you have now? I want to say four off the top of my head. If yeah, we don't count... Uh, favors in death, like I, I can swim this... Castigation. Castigate, right? Castigate. Yeah, that's four. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Adamoto yeah. and yeah. Shoju Core. Yeah. So six kill effects. Um, well, okay. Let me ask the question then. If not Scorpion, which clan should get this, and would they actually play it? Because I don't a Dragon Dynasty. Dragon's problem is not Dynasty side. They got amazing Dynasty character. This is uh, and this would have to be a. I feel like this would have to be a conflict card for Dragon to be able to play it. I kind of disagree. I think if you put this as a neutral card, I think you'd see like one one or two X in basically every deck. I'd want to see one of these it, in something that does not have a whole lot of kill right now. So I don't want to put it in Scorpion. I don't want to put it in Crane. I wouldn't put it in Crab. Um, maybe not Phoenix. Phoenix so yeah. Dra yeah, because Phoenix. <clears throat> Dragon, Lion, uh, Unicorn. I'd be, I'd be super fine with all these cards. I, I, I don't think Unicorn would put it in. I mean, Unicorn wants Swarm. They don't care about how many people you got on their board. They either Swarm or they Tower. They don't care how many people you they got you got on their board. They'll they because they know they can just outdo you. I mean, you, you just said Crane is running Kikita Toshimoko. Some of us are. Some of us are. 
be, being able to kill Toshimoko uh, a turn earlier, mm. or maybe the new Shoju a turn mm. earlier. Sure. I just okay. don't. I, I, like I said, I don't. I know people are going crazy and saying, "Why is this in Scorpion?" But I really don't think any other clan would reliably run it because I I just don't think that any other clan will value this card as much as Scorpion does. Oh, kill is kill. You know, people really like kill is kill, kill is very valuable. Okay, but I still see unicorns trying to squeeze some life out of Alton Sarnai. You know, just on the hope and the prayer that she's going to be useful for once in her life. You know, it doesn't work. You know, but people you, try. You know that scene in Mean Girls where it's like, "Stop trying to make fetch happen." It's like, "Stop trying to make <laughs> no. Alter Sarnai happen." I haven't seen Mean Girls. <laughs> I don't know if I've actually seen Mean Girls either. I just know it by via meme. <laughs> it so it, it yeah, was anyway, required watching in Gay One Hundred One. Oh jeez. So anyway, it it's a good card. I think it it would be good in any clan like. 1x or 2x at most in scorpion is just rubbing salt in people's wounds from two years of getting killed i think that's the big part people are, people are just salty about it yeah like i i think this out of all the kill effects they have this is probably the least one but it's still it's gonna, gonna get slotted <laughs> believe me it's gonna get slotted oh yeah it will but it it's the least one because you see it up front it's in the dynasty row uh there's counterplay against it's putting faith on a character and if you're running big characters like you said, uh, and you also have a few cheap ones, yeah, play play a two fate character with no fate. See if they do it, because then you're playing playing the game. You okay? You, you made me lose two fates, or uh, you or you won one fate of value during this turn. But now I know you've got one less dispatch to nowhere in your deck, and you need to find it, find the others. Something I think is rather interesting about this card is, as the more I'm thinking about it, I think it makes more sense uh, when you take the old rotation schedule into account, uh, thinking that um, yes. we were about to lose a vast majority of our core set cards. So if our new set is, or what will effectively be the new standard card pool has this and only this in there. Sure, this is very Scorpion. It's very thematic. It's something that should be there and stuff in absence of all the other horse crap that Scorpion already has. <laughs> then in that world, this makes tons of more sense. But not only is this coming out at the near the top of this last uh, year of where the rotation would have been originally scheduled for, but we've also now we're going to add like two more um, cycles worth of cards on top of before we get into the rotation and stuff. So now this is just here to plague us for like, what, a year or two? 18, 18 months, I think. Yeah, about 18 yeah, months. 18 months. I, because Tyler said that at least cycle five was completely designed without uh, with rotation in mind. This probably as well, like at, or at least in the back of the back of the mind. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I, yeah, sorry. No, I mean, th I mean, this is cycle four, so I mean, yeah, I think we got. I hope. I mean, I think that cycle five will contain cards to contain this thing, or you know, we don't know. Uh, have we seen any other uh, clans dynasty events? I'm not yet. We have seen two dynasty events: a season of war, which is a direct counter against this, because it uh, empties out the row. Yep, let's just sit straight down. So yeah, there there is already counterplay against it 
in the pack before it, which yeah. people shouldn't forget. We so we don't know what the other clan uh, dynasty event is. I mean, it could be a situation with like Kanjo and Karada, where only two clans, uh, you know, event dynasty events are good, and everyone else's is pretty much crap. But we don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along. Uh, Thomas, uh, I spent the last episode, last couple episodes, you know, I spent most of my life, honestly, looking at Lion going, why? And I mentioned this on here, and I've mentioned this on Discord a little bit. Uh, and you invited to come on here and tell me what's going on with, this, uh, with the Lion. So please, in the LCG world, let's see, after our At Worlds, Lion just got a new clan pack. Um, they had some, they, Lion came out of the core set very strong, like very strong. They won worlds. Um, and then very quickly as we started getting more cards in this game and then Lion got a few nerfs and we started restricting some things that Lion were abusing specifically, uh, Lion went from the top of the pile to the bottom of the pile and they would stay there if not for Dragon, um, just plummeting from its lofty heights a year ago. Um, I've played a few games against Lion in this new environment. I've played as Lion. I downloaded some decks and hopped on Jigoku. I've asked some Lion players what's going on. I don't understand. I mean, with the influx of cards that have been going on for last year and the Lion pack in particular, they have a lot of fun toys and a lot of interesting tools. And they keep opening new lines of play that I often don't see until it's too late. But I still win like nine out of 10 games, I have to say. Um, almost without even trying. Often it was on the back of, like, I say, hey, I attack you with my blue number. Can you do anything about it? And they say no, and they just kind of walk away sad. So, Thomas, please, the table is yours. Um, what's up with Lion? Well, let's start the, the rant. Uh, well, basically, Lion can, in terms of deck building, ignores the first two cycles and a lot of uh, clan pack cards because they're bad. Um, early this early design is easily put heavily influenced by Charge for Greater and for Greater Glory existing, Ujaki being overvalued, I think, for what he does. He's a very he's a very good card, but the favorite control for line has been great with other clans just being better at it. And a lot of line abilities uh, are dependent on what you're getting. Like with Ojaki, you can just you can either get uh, Tutori and a Master Seven Legion, or you can get uh, two Ecoma Prodigies. It's there's no consistency in that. And uh, let's see, C can you outside of Ojaki, can you uh, name one card from let let's say Imperial Cycle of Line that that you're concerned about seeing? Well, I'll tell you what, I still remember the days when Lion's Pride Brawler was at one point considered the most busted card in the game that needed to be nerfed right now. Yep. Um, and she's still annoying. Yeah, but that's that's that, that's core. Lion's Pride Brawler is a, is a very good card. I'm talking about Imperial Cycle. Or hell, let, let's, let, let's say the first two cycles. Um, Legion of One. Eh. I'm not worried about Legion of One because Legion of One is basically that's another thing. Whenever I'm talking with my Lion friends, it's like, why do all your cards mm. just say boost military? So 
Legion of One is just kind of like a Way of the Lion, which is kind of a bonsai, which is kind of a a couple of swords, which is like all the deck consists of. Here's one, Ageless Crone. Really? That's a card you're worried about? Uh, yeah. I mean, I play... Look, I play a lot of Phoenix, and I play a lot of Scorpion. All my cards cost Fate. All my Dynasty cards cost Fate. And the, what having, was pay, having to pay one for Supernatural Storm that I wasn't banking on paying one for hurts. Because that's uh, that's in Against the Waves that I can't play now. I'm not too worried about it. Only be Well, not only because, for a bunch of reasons. I rarely see Ageless Crone. When I do, she often does very little to contribute. Usually when I see Ageless Crone, it's because my opponent, like, happens to have her in their deck for some reason and needs to make an extra attack and all their characters on the board are bowed. That's when I see Aegis Crone come out. When I see her come out in an important conflict, not only is in this state in the game where we are right now, do I have so many printed actions on the board that I don't need to play an event? She starts events only, not just cards, right? Or is it cards? Uh, events. She's, she's, she's events yeah. only. And she's symmetrical. Yeah, so not only is there a lot of things that are not events that I can do just to impact the board, often at a much greater tempo that Lion can, um, it hurts Lion too. So... Um, yeah, and especially especially early Lions, like up, up till, let's say, a year ago, Lion played almost only events except for Fine Katanas and Ornate Fans. Which is really messed up because hypothetically from the early cards, it seemed like attaching weapons was supposed to be some sort of weird lion sub theme, which is completely disintegrated. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Uh, I guess um, another card that I would be worried about in the first two cycle to see, um, and this is more a lion card that I am afraid to see, my ancestor's strength, but only if Phoenix is playing it. it's, It's an orange card. Yeah, it really is an orange card. And the other card that I'm, another card that I'm worried about seeing out of Lion, is a Kitsu Warrior because if you're playing that, I don't know what other BS you got up your sleeve. I mean, then then you've entered the Shadow Realm. You're in some math math place. If, yeah, if seriously. If I see Kitsu Warrior being played by a Lion, by Lion, then I'm like, what dimension am I at right now? So yeah, that that strong core set, weak first two cycles. Uh, uh, getting back up there, I'm definitely going to say that Tyler's design of line has been a lot better. Uh, especially, I'm positive about the clamp pack. The difference between our clamp pack and, let's say, Scorpion and Phoenix, the first two. Scorpion and Phoenix have three, four amazing cards and kind of a lot of bad ones. While, in my, at least in my opinion, while line clamp pack has, is almost straight up Six out of ten, seven out of ten, like solid cards, uh, you you can run that aren't that will do just fine, but there are no bombs, and that's kind of the problem. Line has is we can now build decks with solid seven out of ten cards, but we we're not hitting those ten out of ten ones, I, I, except I, when when the high roll happens. But I think that comparing Lion Clan Pack to Phoenix is what it it. it it's dangerous, right? Because it, it l- is. Let's let's different designer. It, it's a different designer, but also, does every clan? Do we want every clan to have a card on the level of Tadaka and Kunisawa? 
how what is the state of the game would be if every clan has a card like Tadaka or Kunisawa. Because right now, the only fair card that's actually constantly being used out of the Phoenix clan pack right now, by Phoenix anyway, is uh, Clarity of Purpose. Well, then we get that's just when we get into the purpose of clan packs. Like every clan pack has a different role to fill, and because they come out in different stages of the game, the meta environment they come out in is much different. And any card, whether it be a clan pack or a dynasty pack or whatever, uh, doesn't necessarily need quote unquote power, but they do need tools. And I think because I've been there before, I've said this before. Um, Crane right now is very good, but I've exp lived in an environment in the old game where Crane was very bad, and you look at every upcoming deck release and preview and stuff, hoping that you're not. No one wants to bomb. No one wants to say like, "Hey, here's the I win card," and no one's gonna like playing against me right now. They just like, I want some tools that are at least on par. I don't need to be able to just win, but it's like I need to either be able to answer a situation with an equally effective strategy or counterbalance like if negate what my opponents are doing you know if everybody's got let go and lion has no let go you know as a perfect example that's a problem yeah I, but i think the um the fair comparison for the lion if you um do for lion clan pack is i, I would think the unicorn clan pack because i mean i think that's a more one-to-one -one comparison the two um maybe um i'm hesitant because unicorn has a unique position where they came out very very bad very 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 bad and i believe like tyler said openly in the other podcast we can talk about it now and stuff like tyler uh, or not tyler but um like uh, unicorn has some issues before the game was released they had to get like emergency errated and changed for the final product without being properly play tested. Unicorn came out bad. And the first cycle was pretty much already in the canon. So it wasn't until after the first cycle that we started seeing some tools to bring Unicorn. Like Unicorn had a concentrated effort to bring it up. And if you think about how, like, how long it takes design to plan schedule things, like Lion was fine. We just said like Lion came out of the gate swinging if I'm a designer, I'm not looking at Lion, you know, three years ago when the game came out and said like, okay, this is something that really needs a lot of love. In fact, it's pretty top tier from early from early early data. Fast forward to much later, so they've fallen behind and now Unicorn is in a position where all their cards are A, bringing them up, but B, they don't want to bring them up too fast because then you have the swing thing going on where now unicorns dominant and it's like now we have to get all the other clans to catch up no one wants that which is why i've also complained that unicorn has been gotten a lot of like very powerful cards but very samey and they seem to have this like power ceiling they keep hitting uh lion from my view seems to be oh we thought they were good now they're bad and now we're in unicorn that has stolen all of their cool keywords and strategies so we need to make these guys unique and interesting and now they have like about a dozen semi cohesive sub themes running around not really talking to each other in a cohesive way well yeah now well speaking of that speaking of lines themes i mean what cards do you think works for um for the meow meow's themes thomas do you have an idea well really yeah um 
Actually, Line is kind of an enviable position in terms of deck building because we can build a lot of decks. Honestly, we we can build Storm decks, we can build Honor decks, uh, we can build Tower decks, we can build Corche decks, even a Shugenja deck. It's there. It's uh, it's totally possible. Like if you if you want a clan to build decks, you're gonna have a lot of fun with Line because you can go all kinds of directions. F thing is. A lot of those themes are usually uh, leaning on a few key key characters. The most consistent theme uh, Line has now is the com is the commander theme, and that's only because well the recent commanders are just good. Like uh, Masa Agatogi is a very good card. Free fate for four two two stat line, rough good. Uh, his ability more relevant than what people would think. Moving, uh, countering Talisman, moving away from a uh, bad province, moving into a uh, different province. And cards like Tactical Ingenuity and Prepare for War are just very good value. Tactical Ingenuity uh, especially. So a lot of recent line decks usually start with a core of a few of the very good commanders and then go whatever direction they want. So I would I would say I think Motso is definitely one that supports line a lot. The pull-in is very good, especially if Kuden uh, Ikoma uh, and Tactical Ingenuity and Prepare for War do a lot. Besides that, it it depends a lot on personal flavor, which is nice. Now line has a lot of options and you mentioned this commander thing and these i do admit agree that these commanders are very well balanced they're very effective and i do they do seem to be the number one targets when in the games i've played so far um do you think over under what do you think the lion's chance is if i go to a kotai what do you think a chance of a lion winning is or a decent size event you know low I'm just going to be slightly pessimistic here and say low, because, um, well, I've done, and you can do a lot of cool stuff with, with Line and uh, have a very strong game. Um, Glory is still very very much a risk, unless you can uh, carefully play around it. Scorpion is still very strong in the meta. Um, Consumed by Five Fires is still a very strong card. So when you... When you look at a, at the line decks, you see uh, definitely something that can uh, punch hard, but it it's just that the bad matchups it has are the top tier clans. So I would I wouldn't expect a line deck to win a Kotai, but um, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it did, especially in the hands of some of the uh, Hatsumoto's we have or uh, people that have been testing like mad since the clan pack came out. Yeah. This game is still very skill-oriented, so a good player can still do very well with Lion, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, sir? No. Uh, what kind of Lion decks do you see would have to be able to, would have the potential of winning a Kote? Would it be like an Honor Rocket? Would it be Red Lion? Would it uh, be Shugenja Lion? Okay, so... The red line deck is very strong. I, though it isn't getting a lot of love or any love, the best card it's gotten since uh, the uh, a few months is the Ardent Omodaisho. Uh, the, 
it's an ability to just take to honor after one of your characters gets dishonored is very strong. Uh, problem is, it's very much an anti-scorpion card because not a lot of other clans run dishonored cards. I don't know how um, how it's often in your in your games, but often uh, the only dishonor cards people are running are court games or the shameful display. So the red line deck is strong. It's I just feel it's kind of stagnant. It's also kind of easy to play around once you know about it too. Like if you go to a if you go to a Swiss and I'm getting I'm sitting there getting ready to play against a lion opponent and it starts dropping red cards and then I catch a fate worse than death I'm gonna be caught off some, uh like off guards by it but if I know that I'm up against a lion who has fate worse than death and some other red cards in there and stuff it becomes a lot easier to like figure out what they're trying to do and kind of sh- shut them down halfway through that process. All right. Yeah, once once you come over that initial surprise, because that's the thing we with line is you don't know what you're up against often because the deck variety. So it's all about when playing against line is all about figuring out what they're playing. Um, the honor decks, I think they're really cool. I don't think uh, they work well in a Kotai environment because sorry you probably know about this like the moment someone has a unusual deck everyone knows about it after round two especially if it's winning games because people look around to look at what people are playing and people scouts that's just in the nature of uh, paper play and um, especially the honor decks suffer from people knowing what you're doing even the scouting issue aside, once you make it to day two, that's open deck list. Uh, we've seen a few honor deck. I believe there was an honor running crane not too long ago on the back of Miramoto Daisho. And that's just a whole different conversation in and of itself. Uh, did very well at Worlds, I want to say, but quickly left the arena once they got to uh, day two because everyone kind of saw what was going on there. Yeah, um, I am a bit biased about it, but my personal favorite and what I think is the strongest uh, and consistent line deck right now is the tower builds because um, the best faith cost in the game is free faith I think we can agree on that because you're outside yeah it's a cheap enough faith cost that you can uh, invest early in a character and you're outside of assassination range and a lot of the commanders are free faith Sentado, Monzo, Agatoki they're all free faith which means you've got uh, fate left to spend on them to keep them on the table or to invest in attachments. And especially among uh, Lion Clan, the two favorite ones are the Unicorn Splash and the Crab Splash. The Crab Splash uh, adds in a a lot more weapons. It's uh, usually Seeker seeker for Pathfinder's Blade and uh, Reprieve and one or two Jade Tatsubos. And the Unicorn Splash adds in uh, Spyglass's favorite mounts and a Adorned Barcha. Uh, I have seen this deck. And I, it's swear if you get, I swear, too. I swear, if you guys get Barcha on the restricted list, I will never forgive you guys. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will do my best, but I don't think it's going to be off the back of line. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the from my own personal testing, I've you might have seen me yell about it in Discord, but I've been trying the Lion Tower deck since uh, Paris of uh, 2019, so for almost a year now. 
and it can give uh, pretty good. The spyglasses help a lot with political because they, for some reason, they add a, uh, a poll stats. The technical ingenuity adds mill. The, the fan of command is plus one plus one, and they're all un unrestricted. And um, adding in stuff like in service to my lord, um, fan of command for the straighten, add in favorite mounts for the move in, adorn barger for a move in. Uh, you get a lot of uh, effects that um, reuse your character's value during a turn, and that means that character you build up to be a 15-8 character can just take part in four conflicts every turn without any trouble, and you're drawing a maximum of 13 cards a turn while bidding one. Okay. How do you guys... I, I mean... So, Unicorn... Uh, okay, so speaking of bidding one and drawing a bunch of cards, Regal Bearing has been a card that's um, been talked about a lot, uh, and a lot of people say that it's a really good card, but I don't think... I mean, I, I haven't really seen Lion play with it all that much. How do you feel about Regal Bearing? I feel it's a very good card to f attach to a bad mechanic, and that is uh, bid values. Because... Um, you can have games where uh, turn one you you buy two Ecoma prodigies. All you do is your is defend a political and attack a political. Play two of them, draw eight cards that turn, um, and then just go bid one because you drew half your deck. Uh, or you don't find them in turn one or two and they're dead. There there's not a lot of middle ground on them um, and. Um, they're very dead in the Crane matchup because of Defend Your Honor. Because um, even if you win the duel with Defend Your Honor, uh, if your Crane opponent is smart, so please don't listen to this. All right, I'm closing my mic. <laughs> uh, ju just, just bid one on Defend Your Honor and you're already turning off uh, Regal Bearing. You don't even need to win the duel. Just bid, bid one and you already cancelled it. Okay. And... Defend Your Honor is a pretty uh, often used cancel, especially in in Crab. Unicorn also runs it. I think Dragon also runs it in favor of other cancels, especially if they're on Keeper. And having a card uh, be dead against a cancel that doesn't need to work uh, sucks. Yeah, honestly, I don't even need to use Defend Your Honor. I mean, I could just use any of my duels to bring my honor dial down to one. Um, so that means the only time Regal Bearing has the possibility of going off is if I attack you politically and you happen to have a courtier, which is somewhat rare in Lion. Um, and this is your first. Actually, it's, it's pretty common. It, 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 it can happen. It, it's definitely, but I think that, you know, the commander deck at, uh, versus the deck that has Regal Bearing aren't necessarily the same deck. I mean, a deck can be constructed that way, but by and large, it's, you know, uh, I don't think it's the most consistent or pre uh, prevalent <laughs> board state around there. Uh, and that's the, the one stat top time that you can really get this card off air quotes safely assuming i'm you're gonna avoid all my duels and then he's still gonna deal with my like well i could just voice of honor it because <laughs> i'm because i'm crane you know that's gonna happen yeah so it's very annoyingly it's a better card in scorpion because they have um even if you're not uh bidding fives uh maze of illusion you can use to set your dial to five and then use the um 
what is it? Uh, social Puppeteer to switch your yep. bits around. And now you're drawing four cards. Mm. It, it's a bit janky, but it's, um, it's making a draw four consistent. Well, Thomas, to wrap things up, uh, so one, thank you. It's good to, for me to know, for my own personal ego, to know that I'm not crazy. Lion is very weird and still, unfortunately, rather subpar. In your opinion, what is it that Lion needs, uh, either in this upcoming cycle or before the before the year is out? What does Lion need to? get back into the fight to become like a solidly upper mid tier deck what are these sad kitties lacking we need to think soft kitty cheap uh cheap uh dynasty characters that aren't um, that bring something interesting to the board like we have cheap characters but they're either very bland or they have weird weird abilities like so, some solid cheap characters preferably maybe even as shugenja so we could use our own spells um, and may, maybe an Inclan uh, cancel, because especially with um, new Soju, Censure becomes unreliable in the meta, so having an Inclan cancel would help a lot uh, to mitigate that. It's, it's hard to say, uh, like a year from now, or because we have no idea what's coming out, what other clans are getting, uh, but yeah, I would like to see cheap dynasty characters that are just good solid cards to put in your deck and maybe a playable holding please tyler I you know guys you can got make him. wait you guys don't like unicoma no holding holding uh, oh sorry. holding never mind okay Blech. okay sorry unicoma is unicoma is very good uh, but honestly i'm the big reason i'm running it is for the 13 honor because for some reason, if we want to have a good effect, we have to have requirements like more honorable, less cards in hand. You guys got Hito District. What more could you want? It's limit one per deck. Seriously. <laughs> it's limit one per deck. It's busted. <laughs> it's, only, it's only limit one, uh, one per deck, so people can't put more in them to, to harm themselves. Well, Thomas, thank you for showing up and giving us your feedback on Lion. Um, sad day for kitties. Uh, hopefully this season, like the season has just started. We don't know what's in Clan War, if it's anything nearly as revolutionary as the Children of Heaven. Is that what it's called last year? No, uh, Children of the Empire. Children yeah, of the Empire. Yeah. I don't want to say from... The, the two cards we've seen from uh, Clan War are are just good. Call to, uh, Call to War, putting a fate on one of your own Bushi at the risk of your opponent putting a fate on one of theirs. Don't really care about that. If you're, I'm putting a fate on my five cost Suko, my Tuturi, I don't care what you're doing. So that's just a good card. And hell, if my opponent doesn't have a Bushi, it's a free fate on a character. I do. So I do kind of hope that because yeah, I like I do legitimately enjoy most of the cards that were in the Lion Clan pack. It's just that most of the Lion Clan uh, card pool outside of that pack is pretty garbage and subpar. So I'm hoping there's some really shiny toys in Clan pack. Uh, so maybe we see like almost a completely new Lion Clan um, within the next month, maybe within the next couple of weeks. Honestly. Yeah. 
Um, some similar thing happened to Crane. Crane was very we weren't bottom tier, but we were mid tier a year ago, over a year ago. And then when um, the box came out. Uh, I have a completely new dynasty and almost a new lease on life and how I approach the game with all my new dueling tools. So hopefully Lion gets something very similar to that. And as well as uh, Dragon 2. And I'm even going to throw Unicorn in there. They've gotten a lot of tools, but, you know, they could always use more, some more love. Oh, Unicorn don't need any more love at this point. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't <laughs> think you can put in a whole new theme in line. We already have like a dozen themes and mechanics just give us cards that just do yeah. stuff. <laughs> doing things yeah. is preferable to not doing things. A actions are nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on and enduring my rant. You're <laughs> it's the least we could do is listen to the sad mewlings of a sad kitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, how, I mean, there was cats, which bombed so you know that was the only bright spot for lion for a while and that was not a bright spot at all <laughs> anyway all right so let's go ahead and wrap this up uh want to give a quick shout out to the rpg half of the podcast which remember they are on their own uh a podcast uh, feed now uh, shout out, they do a lot of lores, and uh, they're probably going to have a whole lot to talk about because there was a whole new fiction that just dropped. I um, I have some very f choice words about that fiction. Um, I can't believe they did that to my girl. She did not deserve it at all. Oh, uh, that, that fiction, I was I was thinking you, were, you meant the hair one. Nope. Um, that one, I'm really excited for Five Nights of Shame Part 2. Rabbit season. Rabbit season. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> Honestly, I th I think the hair fiction was my least favorite one thus far. I've I anyway. Ten, ten. Yeah, I, uh, that's that's a discussion for the RPG that's side. But um, I I yeah. will say that it did not. I will say it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Agreed. Oh well. I've actually completely fallen behind on the fictions. But anyway. Um. To keep things going, uh, I want to give a shout out to Tobin Lopez and the Art of War podcast for giving us a shout out and letting people know that, uh, yes, the uh, Court Games LCG and Court Games RPG podcast have split into two different feeds. Um, so if you are on the RPG podcast and you're looking for ours, well, you can't hear this message. But thanks to Tova Lopez, maybe a few more people have heard that message. And if you found us because of his message, well... Proofs in the pudding. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, and um, I guess my next shout out is going to be to my three game stores that's been supporting me with the with all my LVO preps. That's going to be the Realm in Brea, California, Gameology in Upland, California, and Game Empire in uh, Pasadena, California. Again, they've given me a crap ton of products. They've given me like you know money to help um, defer the cost of putting LVO on. So really. Um, shout out to them, and yeah, we're officially a week away now. Woohoo! Good for you. 
Uh, for more local things, uh, since we are all very active on the Discord, I uh, should plug our Patreon, which goes to fund Seabass and his efforts to put on this podcast, the RPG podcast, the Discord, and his weekly giveaways. Or no, monthly giveaways, not weekly. However, however often he gives things away. That's because yes. of uh, generous uh, listeners like yourself. Thank you very much. And my final shout out to my next favorite judge. Judge Dredd. Yep. And I guess I should say, you know, I guess should give a shout out to my favorite crane too, which is going to be, uh, you know, um, Eric Leong, who made all those fabulous origami crane two years ago and those chibi, uh, you know, first player tokens. So, and who, by the way, Eric Leong single-handedly won crane the favor for worlds. So, Good for him. Oh, you're not going to hurt me about that. One, Eric is legitimately awesome. <laughs> and then B, I am like a W-tier crane at best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Thomas, any final shout outs you got? I think that's it for us. Yes, I want to shout out to my favorite crane, uh, Eric Balhuis, who's our last year's sh Shogun, and to uh, Faber von Kran who was a um, old 5R world uh, champion who together with me are helping to set up a Kotai in the Netherlands planned hey. in June and for working on the Grand Championship coming up on the 9th. And a big thanks to our LGS uh, Hudlop in Utrecht who is hosting both of these. That's really awesome. I mean, I really like the system that, they, uh, that FFG's got for um out, for uh Kotes outside of North America because I know and I think it's just like really great that letting stores and um, different countries have uh have a little bit more agency with yeah it's it's honestly amazing and um I've been I've set up a Discord group for the EU people to organize things and the way we're looking without even knowing the French or English or numbers we're even we're looking at like a kotai every two weeks yeah. if even two-thirds of those gets uh approved oh that's uh that's a lot of travel <laughs> yeah i i think well it's uh great in terms of numbers and accessibility i don't think we'll be seeing the uh, very big kotais anymore not because of uh player interest but simply because of uh availability that's understood. Still very much appreciated for from people that uh, can't travel half a continent. Yeah, it's pretty tricky for a lot of folks. Okay. Well, that, that being right. said, it's been a lovely day, gentlemen, and I bid you all adieu. All right. Have a good night. Bye now. Sayonara, everyone. <laughs>